357 Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Pre, and today we're going to be talking about an HIV vaccine that Johnson & Johnson is working on. I've got some statistics for you here, and um, and I'm going to give a little, a little um, my opinion on the Megan Rapinoe deal, and uh, but we'll get into that afterwards. So my sources are HIV.gov and the Los Angeles Times. So there are approximately 36.9 million people worldwide living with HIV and AIDS in 2017. Of these, 1.8 million were children. An estimated 1.8 million individuals worldwide became newly infected with HIV in 2017. About 5,000 new infections per day. This includes 180,000 children. Most of these children live in sub-Saharan Africa and were infected by their HIV-positive mothers during pregnancy, childbirth, or breastfeeding. AIDS-related deaths have been reduced by more than 51% since the peak in 2004. In 2017, 940,000 people died from AIDS-related illnesses worldwide compared to 1.4 million in 2010 and 1.9 million in 2004. In 2017, there were 19.6 million people living with HIV, 53% in Eastern and Southern Africa, 6.1 million, 16% in Western and Central Africa, 5.2 million, 14% in Asia and the Pacific, and 2.2 million, 6% in Western and Central Europe and North America. Now, Johnson & Johnson is preparing to test an experimental HIV vaccine in the United States and Europe and a move toward developing the first immunization against the deadly disease after decades of frustration. Some 3,800 men who have had sex with men will receive a regimen of shots in a study that is planned to be launched this year, said Anthony Fauci, director of the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. The agency and the HIV vaccine trials network of testing sites are, are to collaborate with J, Johnson & Johnson's, they, it's, uh, they have it as J&J, and, as, and going forward, I'm going to call them J&J, uh, their Janssen unit on the effort. Now, their Janssen unit is their, their research and development portion of their company. Since cases began to gain notice in the early 1980s, scientists have been searching fruitlessly for a vaccine against the virus that causes AIDS and kills close to 1 million people worldwide each year. Efforts are continuing with at least two other promising candidates in late-stage studies. J&J is trying to make a vaccine that will work in populations around the world that are infected with the myriad of strains of the rapidly changing virus. Other candidate shots have focused on preventing single varieties. The approach brings us one step closer to covering the vast diversity of viruses worldwide, said Dan Broach of Harvard Medical School professor whose research laid the groundwork for the vaccine. For medical and global public health reasons, it's better to have a vaccine that works in multiple parts of the world. Collaborators on the study include the U.S. Army Medical Material Development Activity, which develops protective products for soldiers and results are expected as soon as 2023. 
The company has spent hundreds of millions of dollars working with the National Institutes of Health, the Gates Foundation, and other groups to try to develop an effective vaccine. The cost of treating HIV patients, the burden for patients, the burden for society is very high, said Paul Stoffels, J&J's chief scientific officer. HIV prevention is a big mission for us. We've been working on it for almost 30 years. The World Health Organization has set a goal of cutting global HIV-related deaths to less than half a million by next year. And a vaccine is seen as a crucial tool to help end AIDS epidemic by 2030. Yet efforts to develop a vaccine have been frustrated in part because the, the virus mutates so quickly. Johnson Johnson's vaccine has four components that target multiple strains of HIV, and Baroche has has been developing it for almost for about 15 years. He and Betty Korber, a computational biologist at Los Alamos National Laboratory, designed an optimized set of uh, mosaic proteins to go in the vaccine that would raise immune defenses against a wide variety of strains. The vaccine uses a cold virus that is altered to make the proteins that rise immunity, that raise immunity. Study participants get six shots in four sessions. Conceptually, it's an interesting idea, Fauci said. There's always excitement, but it should be safe for the results. Along with the diversity of strains, HIV presents a number of obstacles to vaccination. Reservoirs of the virus can accumulate within certain cells undetected by the immune system. No one has been able to fashion a vaccine that brings forth broadly neutralizing antibodies, the body's most effective protection against viruses. Still, the J&J vaccine has provided protection in up to two-thirds of tested animals and has so far proved safe in humans, Baroche said. It's measurably better in animal studies than other vaccines tested thus far, said Bruce Walker, director of the Reagan Institute, a Harvard and MIT-affiliated biomedical research center focusing on immune approaches to disease. The real questions are, will it be protective? What percentage of people will be protected? And what will be the durability of the protection? Another version of the mosaic vaccine is being tested in Africa, where the vast majority of HIV transmission takes place. In a trial that began in 2017, that experiment called Imbokoto enrolled about 2,600 women in five countries. Now, I heard a story um, maybe a couple years ago that said that the mosquitoes in Africa were carrying HIV to, to other people and infecting people, which, uh, which is absolutely brutal. Running Mozakio is parallel with the Imbokoto study may cut down the time to approval if the results prove positive, said Mitchell Warren, executive director of AVAC, an HIV prevention advocacy, advocacy group. You've got this picture where there's one study in women at risk and another about to start in men, he said. You put the trials together in one overall submission to regulators. Even if the first study fails, J&J would likely continue the second, said Haneke. Shootemaker, head of viral vaccine discovery and translational medicine for Janssen. Given the differences between the two populations and their typical routes of infection, routes of infection, the vaccine's dynamic in them may vary dramatically. Fauci is set to give more details of the study at a meeting of the International AIDS Society this month in Mexico City, 
and JAJ also plans to release additional data. GlaxoSmithKline, Gilead Sciences Inc., and Pfizer and other companies have developed dozens of drug treatments over the years that can reduce levels of the virus to the point where it isn't contagious. Some people at high risk take daily doses to protect themselves from infection. That's not feasible in many low-income African countries where shots would be more economical alternative. J&J gained the vaccine when it made a 2010 agreement to buy Dutch drug maker Crucell for about $2.4 billion. To be successful, the product must, must succeed where a series of predecessors have stumbled. Those, included, those include a vaunted experimental vaccine from Merck and company that failed and may have increased infections more than a decade ago. Another large trial in Thailand using a vaccine developed in part by Sanofi gave mixed results soon afterward. Continued interest of large pharma companies such as J&J is a good sign after the years of frustration in a field where the market remains uncertain, said Marie Polichiani, a director of research at French Biomedical Institute, INSERM. This is a good step forward, she said, noting that J&J is also developing a vaccine against Ebola. It's good to see that industry remains committed. Now, obviously AIDS and HIV is still a problem. And it's, it's good to, it's, it's reassuring to hear that some of these big, these big companies are trying to battle it, trying to end it because you know, it's 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 really unfortunate that there's children that are being born in are being born and they're contracting AIDS and HIV that way. I mean, that's like the that's the epitome of, of unfair. And and um, I hope that I hope that these these pharmaceutical companies can can uh, come up with a solution that's economical for everybody that is that is involved and help people. So, so that's, that's where we're at with HIV and AIDS. So earlier this, as I'm sure as everyone knows, the, the women's U.S. uh, national team won the World Cup recently. And one thing that has been trending on social media is it's a video of Megan Rapinoe and Allie Long. And Megan Rapinoe has been the, uh, been the very outspoken uh, player for the for the team with the purple hair uh, that hates President Trump, <laughs> and um, she she said that uh, you know she said that she wouldn't go to the White House if invited, and you know that's 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 her prerogative, you know that's fine, you know what have you. But uh, as they were celebrating their 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 World Cup win, uh, her and her teammate Ellie Long. Well, she was, you know, they were getting ready to pose for a picture or they were doing some kind of dance or something. And uh, Ellie Long dropped the dropped the American flag and uh, and Kelly O'Hara was quick to was quick to swipe in and, and pick up the flag. Now, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying, is it really that big of a deal? And, you know, to me it is because it seems that a flag etiquette is something that is not being taught to to kids, um, and and they grow up and they don't know what what flag etiquette it, what flag etiquette is, and one thing, probably one of the most important rules, other than not burning the flag, is that I mean under certain circumstances you can burn the flag. I believe you have to 
cut out the stars and then the stripes and then and then you can burn it but i mean don't don't quote me but i'm i'm pretty positive that's what you have to do before you burn a flag but the you cannot let uh, a flag hit the ground and you know it's a complete it's a complete no no so um so Allie Long she dropped the flag and she was getting ready to step on it Kelly swept in and grabbed it but it was almost as if she didn't care like she cared more about taking her picture and doing her pose no sure I get it you just won the world cup it's a big deal sure but you also have to be aware of, of what you're doing because um you know you're representing the United States and it goes with 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 any anybody on the national on the national stage is that when you go out there you represent the people of the United States you represent everybody not just yourself it's not just about you and you know Megan Rapinoe was, was I think she was quoted as saying I deserve this when being interviewed and you know it's a team effort it's not just you it's everybody else you know I'm sure that they could have won without her so um so yeah now that's how I feel about it. It's a little upsetting. Um, I, I love the American flag. I, I, I've, uh, I think it's a beautiful flag, and it's and it's a representative. It's representative of all of the people that have given the ultimate sacrifice, that have died for this country to give us our freedom, and also the people who tirelessly work uh, to ensure our freedom, and the great people of the United States who represent the country well and go about their business as as good Americans. And I think that's why um, the American flag is a big deal to me. So that's where I stand. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, get at me on Facebook. You can uh, start a conversation. There's a lot of people commenting on the on my last podcast about Jeffrey Epstein, and uh, uh, it was off the chain. You know, another thing, guys. If if you're going to comment and you, we're going to talk on Facebook. Um, Let's have a conversation. You know, this isn't about cussing people out. You know, come on, come on out and have it, have a discussion, and uh, and try to refrain from from cussing people out because hey, it's not really that big of a deal. You know, uh, we want to make it a place where everybody can uh, can talk freely. So uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, check me out on on um, I'm at at fifty seven podcast on Facebook, at fifty seven podcast on Instagram, and at fifty seven podcast on Twitter. I am looking to start videotaping the podcast uh, coming up. I've got some interviews coming up, so um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm 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 trying to to test it out. I don't have a full video rig yet, but I'm going to be testing uh, a few things out before I'm I'm able to buy a camera. And uh, I'm I'm looking to to up uh, you know upgrade the the quality here so that we can get video so you can get video and audio. So. Check. Oh yeah, I'm also on YouTube. Fifty Seven Podcast on YouTube. Um, when you do a search, type Fifty Seven Podcast uh, and then pre, and then I'll come. I'll, it'll come right up, and uh, and click subscribe. And uh, I will see you guys later. All right, guys, take care of yourself. This is pre out. Mm-hmm.